Echo protocol initiated. Well, someone was in a good mood this morning. <laughs> and someone seems a little preoccupied. Thanks, Harve. Next time I'll make sure I'm more engaged. What's going on, Ivy? You've not been yourself the past couple of days. There's just a lot going on at work. The foundation... The foundation has been and always will be perfectly fine. This isn't about work. Harvey, nothing is wrong. That is simply not true. You've barely been sleeping. You won't eat. I haven't seen you like this since the morning after Election Day. Can we please not talk about this? It's been a good morning so far. I know that it's been hard. Seeing Blunt try to undo all the good you did while in office. If you would have had a chance at a second term, I really But I didn't, and I never will. So can we please go get breakfast? I'm not leaving this bed until you talk to me. What do you want me to say? You could start by telling me what was going on in our living room last night. It was just a meeting. Turner wanted... Turner didn't want to be there. Even I could see that. What is this really about, Ivy? Honestly, I'm not even sure. You're worrying me. And you're being too pushy. If being concerned about my wife is pushy, then yeah, I guess I am. You drive me crazy. Good, that's my job. But it's not your job to deal with these messes. What messes? We have a problem. We? Turner, Roe, Andre, me. There are certain things the public doesn't know about life after presidency. Go on. We have a responsibility to be a kind of check on the sitting president's power. If they begin to overstep, we have to intervene. The former president's? Yes. It's called Echo Protocol. And this protocol, what exactly does it do? Just calls us all together so we can discuss what to do next. So last night... Was our first meeting. Leave it to one of them to stick their nose where it doesn't belong. None of them could ever... It was me, Harvey. You? I initiated the protocol. And you didn't think to tell me. It's a presidential matter, and you... I'm not a president. I couldn't keep this from you. I need you. Just like when I was president, we do this together. Jesus, Ivy... I knew there were things you couldn't tell me while you were president, but this, this involves us both. You are going to be just as much a part of this as I am. An equal partnership. Equal partnership? Really? What? While you were president, you reformed economic policy, shrunk the national debt. All the while, I was meeting with the First Lady of Finland and taking pictures with her dog. Harvey. You know that I'm right. People have always seen me as a joke. The first husband that was just trailing behind President Kane. Why are you acting like because this? Because I thought it was over. I, I thought. I thought that the day we moved out of the White House, we could finally just be Harvey and Ivy, not President and Mr. Kane. I never knew you. You never asked. I won't apologize for being President. You always knew that was the plan. This was never part of the plan. What? 
trying to take down the man who beat you? You lost, Ivy. I think it's time you accepted that. This isn't about losing my chance at a second term. Blunt is not worse than any other man who's ever held that office. He's a loose cannon. And this plan is ridiculous. We have support. Andre thinks... I don't care what Andre thinks. This will never work. So what do you want me to do? Step away? I started the whole damn thing. Yes, I do. You've never once in 20 years of marriage told me what to do. Why now? I was terrified for four years that someone would kill you. Those old white backwoods bastards couldn't believe a woman was sitting in a man's place. I fully expected to wake up one morning and see that you had been shot or there'd been a bombing or something else tragic had happened. I lived with that for four years, Ivy. I never said a word. I bit my tongue until it bled because the country needed you. They needed your vision and when you lost, I was devastated. I knew what kind of man Blunt was. He was taking back the man's place. He was going to undo every good and decent policy you passed for no reason other than that you were a woman. But part of me was happy. As as sad as I am to admit it, I was happy because you were safe. You'd made it through to the other side, and now, with this echo, it's all coming back, and I can't bite my tongue this time. I I just can't. Harvey, I love you. But you know that you did not marry a shrinking violet. I don't think that thought ever crossed my mind. Blunt beat me, fair and square. He rallied those who saw their country and its resources going toward those they didn't deem worthy. I was a woman. And worse than that, I empowered the poor. Fringes of our society. And Blunt was smart. He called the country's bluff. They never cared about those people. He outmaneuvered me and made it to the White House. But we cannot let him stay there. I will not lose you over this. You will never lose me, Harvey Kane. I am exceptionally hard to get rid of. And there's no way to talk you out of this. You know me. Once my mind is set... There's no changing it. Turner won't be happy that I told you. Turner can shove it. If this is moving forward, then I'm going to be right by your side. I wouldn't have it any other way. Good Lord, it's Roland. I thought we got rid of that PR pest ages ago. I am still a public figure. Roland's an ass, but he's useful. Good morning, Roland. What fresh hell do you have for me this morning? An announcement? What kind of announcement? What is it? Shh. When is this happening? Who's covering it? Of course, it's fucking Philomena. Roland, I have to go. Is everything okay? Turn on the TV. Now! Oh, for Christ's sake, what does she have to say this early in the morning? My fellow Americans, today is a joyous day. I am taking you live to the Oval Office as President Blunt makes a momentous announcement regarding the future of our country and you, its citizens. This is truly a moment we will all remember. The president is about to begin, so let's listen in. To the citizens of the United States of America, today we stand at a crossroads. For too long, our country has balanced on a thin line between prosperity and disaster. Each passing day seems to show us just how terrifying this world can be. We go to church to pray, 
and we are gunned down in the aisles. We send our children to school to receive an education, and those same schools become firing ranges for the mentally disturbed. We wake up to the stock market topping record highs and go to bed seeing those same numbers in a free fall. We lack consistency. We lack guidance. We have become unmoored from the principles and the practices that allowed our country to flourish for so long. This chaos and uncertainty cannot continue any longer. We can no longer worry ourselves with balancing between right and wrong, good and evil, freedom and anarchy. The era of a pusillanimous, weak-willed America ends today. We must cut away the decay of complacency to make way for the opportunities that our country can provide. As of this moment, I am issuing an executive order called the New America Initiative. Under this executive order, it will be my solemn duty to ensure that our country is able to achieve its fullest potential. The New America Initiative is designed to release us from the binds that tie us to the past and make it possible for us to move forward toward a brighter and more unified America. I will now open the floor for questions. Yes, Philomena. You say the New America Initiative will provide an opportunity for a reemergence of the America we once knew, an America we are all craving to see return to us. How will your administration achieve these admirable goals? I'm glad you asked, Philomena. While the idea of a new America may sound abstract and unachievable, my administration is ready to put into place concrete policies and procedures that will make new America a reality. This is not simply a theory. It is a fine-tuned plan to achieve tangible change. First, we will move to secure our borders through military intervention. We will be deploying National Guard forces to secure not only our border with Mexico, but also our border with Canada. I believe that in order to revitalize our country, we must forego our current habit of opening America's doors to anyone and everyone. We need to take care of our own before we begin taking care of anyone else. Mr. President, why do you feel it is necessary to secure the Canadian border? Wouldn't this call into question the rather amiable relationship we currently have with our neighbors to the north? And what of non-border related immigration policies? Will the United States begin refusing asylum to those fleeing violence and terror in the Middle East? I would ask all reporters to refrain from speaking unless spoken to. However, we feel that all of our borders require adequate protection. We cannot assume the only threats to American safety come from the South. Extensive border control will allow us to focus on American issues as opposed to the potential misdeeds of non-American citizens. As far as immigrants from the Middle East and other countries, we want to implement more stringent immigration policies. We still want to provide aid, but only to those who truly need it. Some would call that a policy of isolationism. Where you see isolationism, 
I see a focus on the needs of those who pay for and are entitled to the protection of the American government. Moving on, we also feel that it is necessary to place certain restrictions on the violent and deadly protests that have ravaged major American cities. With the recent issues in Los Angeles and Chicago, my administration is deploying civilian forces to ensure that these demonstrations do not further harm the infrastructure of our cities or their citizens. Certain propaganda will be subjected to extensive scrutiny to ensure that it complies with the guidelines of the New America Initiative. That is a direct violation of the First Amendment. You cannot impede citizens' rights to assembly. You cannot silence those who want to speak. Certain news outlets thrive off of misinterpretation of the facts. I have no desire to limit the God-given rights of my citizens. I simply want to ensure that those rights are not being used to harm others or to place major hubs of finance, culture, and travel in jeopardy. As a side note, any further outbursts will result in removal from this press conference. Mr. President, if I may, what steps is your administration taking to limit the spread of these false reports? We believe the media has the right to report whatever they wish. However, this trend of sensationalism cannot continue. Our citizens cannot be subjected to the blatant, attention-grabbing tactics of certain news outlets. To preserve the reputation of storied institutions, permits must be obtained in order to continue disseminating information to the general public. These permits will be distributed after review of the institution that will focus on their reporting tactics and the history of the stories they choose to tell. Further questions can be directed to the newly minted Bureau of Media Affairs. This is ridiculous. You cannot expect us to gain approval from the administration about what we can and cannot report about said administration. These aren't policies. These are the mad ravings of a wannabe dictator. Enough! I have tolerated the criticism and bold-faced hatred of the media thus far. I know that many of you are not fans of my policies or my personality. However, I will not sit here and willingly allow you to criticize the brilliant and dedicated work of countless Americans who want to implement actual change. There are those who feared the civil rights movement. There are those who feared the rise of marriage equality. And how are those individuals viewed today? As ignorant as American citizens who are unwilling to accept their fellow man because of petty ideological differences. I would hate to see any of you sitting in this room land on the wrong side of history. We have the chance to see our country rise from the ashes and emerge as the beacon of progress and hope that once shined to the rest of the world. New America is our future. I ask you all today to simply give it a chance. Do not be opposed to change simply because you do not care for my personal politics. Support this plan because it is your solemn duty to ensure that America is the best it can be. 
for everyone. Thank you. What the fuck did I just watch? I think that might have been the beginning of the end. The end of what? America. Freedom. Everything. Do you think we should call to make sure that Turner hasn't had a coronary? This must be serious if you're concerned about Turner's health. Turner may be a pompous ass, and I may still hate him for turning the DNC against me, but I do think he is the only one who might know the best way to move forward. What about Ivy? Ivy's a strong leader, but Turner is more bold. You were pretty bold the other night, suggesting we murder Blunt. I never meant that seriously for a second. You know me. I'm all about scare tactics. I just thought we all needed a little motivation. Well, I think if any of us were hesitant before, we can't afford to be now. What do you propose? This new America initiative has me concerned. How much time do you think we have? Listen to the talking heads. Most of them are saying these policies will go through in a month, two months tops. So we have two months to what? Get blunt and impeached? I don't care if he's impeached or marched out in handcuffs. We just need him gone. Ro, how do you always stay so calm? <laughs> A steady dose of amphetamines and Jim Beam. I'm serious, Ro. You don't seem concerned. We were both presidents, Andre. I parlayed with Russia back in the day. You're a whiz kid when it came to the Middle East. Surely Blunt will not be the most difficult person we've had to take to task. He scares me. His politics are so archaic, but his approval hasn't dropped a single percent in the polls. People should hate him. Hell, they should fear him. But they just keep on giving him more power. Maybe someone needs to speak out against him. Did you see that, reporter? I don't know anyone with enough guts to try that. That was a reporter. I was thinking of someone a little more established. He has Congress in his pocket. None of them would risk their jobs. Think bigger. One of us. Mm-hmm. But who? Well, not Turner. We know where he stands when it comes to Blunt. He'd be too soft. Well, Ivy, then. Ivy's too unpredictable. You remember her speeches. One day she would single-handedly define the economic future of the country. The next day she could barely string together a sentence when that rabbi was gunned down in Connecticut. So you want to do it? <laughs> I'm too old. Too irrelevant. The old guard have too many opinions about me already. The young ones don't even know who I am, well, unless you mention one of those interns. I lack the influence needed to take a proper shot at the president. You cannot seriously be suggesting that I speak out against Blunt? People love you, Andre. They respect you. When you were in office, you crossed party lines, got people to work together. Maybe you can do that again. That was a long time ago, Ro. I'm not as sharp as I once was. You're just as sharp as ever. I know that isn't what's holding you back. What is that supposed to mean? It means you aren't afraid of Blunt. You aren't afraid of the people. You're just afraid of what they might find out uh, about you. Watch it, Ro. Isn't it about time to come clean, Andre? You know I've always supported- You support me. Yes, I know you do. You always have. You've helped me come to terms with something that I was always ashamed of. For the love of God, Ro, you introduced me to Michael. Not your support that I'm worried about. People had a hard enough time coming to terms with a black president. 
what do you think they would do if they found out they had a gay president for eight years? I think some people would be miffed. But those people didn't like you anyway, for obvious reasons. But your supporters wouldn't give a damn. You don't know that. They didn't mind that you were black. Being black and being gay are not the same thing, Ro. People don't think you can change your skin color. That's something for better or worse that I was born with. Listen to me. You're the best of us. You aren't a racist. You aren't a womanizer. And you aren't cold. You're warm and kind, and people respect your authority. You're the only one who has a chance to sway the public opinion. And if some insecure asshole decides to tell everyone that you're gay, so what? So what? It's not your legacy. It's not your life. Is this really the life you want to live? Cowering, hiding from people like Blunt? No, I just want If to the answer is no, and it is, then you need to start preparing a speech. You're going to take on Blunt. I'm not sure about this. Well, I am. And have I ever steered you in the wrong direction before? Well, there was a time in Vegas. Eh, this isn't poker. You might not be able to bluff, but I think you're the best chance we've got. Freedom fighters, our brothers and sisters are facing a time of great uncertainty. With the implementation of Blunt's Bureau of Media Affairs, stations like ours are the ones that the current administration will target first. While we appreciate your continued support, we also do not want any of you to suffer repercussions because of that support. While Blunt will not silence us easily, it may be necessary for us to scale back our operations. Even underground radio can still be influenced by the powers that be. As I leave you all tonight, I urge you to remain hopeful. New America, whether we like it or not, is coming. As it does, Protect yourselves and protect those you love. As it has been with this administration so far, I fear new America may not be as it appears on the surface. Something dark is lurking deeper, hidden well enough that we cannot see it. Shine your light. Uncover the truth. And above all, remain hopeful. Good night, America. So we went for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Is there anything we need to worry about? What do you mean? Is he going to flake? Fuck up the speech? He's tough as nails, Ivy. And honestly, he's the best, worst option. I wouldn't worry too much about Andre. Philomena is a bitch, and she's Blunt's number one fan. She's also the only reporter that people will listen to right now. I just hope he can handle her. She's taken down CEOs without batting an eye. She even took a shot at the Pope. The fucking Pope. What makes you think Andre is off limits? Andre can put Philomena in her place. I'm more concerned about Turner. I told Andre that his comments the other night were just the usual nonsense. But I'm not so sure. Are we positive he isn't going to try and sabotage the whole thing?
Turner isn't going to do anything. He won't make a single move without running it by me first. You sound pretty confident. I have my reasons. <laughs> what do you have on him, Ivy? That's for me to know. You just worry about getting Andre prepped for this speech. I'll worry about Turner. He'll be fine. He better be. We can't afford any surprises. That would not make me happy. And no one likes you when you're mad. No. No, they do not. Ivy, you scare the hell out of me sometimes. Good. I should. I never thought I would have the pleasure of seeing you back in this office, President Walsh. Strange times, President Blunt. Strange times. To what do I owe the pleasure of your presence, Turner? Your New America initiative is intriguing. Thank you. It's also deeply concerning. Turner, you can't... I can and I will. New America at its core is brilliant. But your execution leaves much to be desired. Go on. Well, the way you handled that reporter was an amateur's move at best. You can't go around throwing a temper tantrum every time someone disagrees with you. It makes you look weak, like an easy target. I am the President of the United States of fucking America. People need to respect that. They are never going to respect you. Even now, some people are looking to get you out. Get me out? Impeachment, arrest... Whatever it takes. And you came to warn me? I value the sanctity of the office, Lewis. President is the figurehead of our nation. And that needs to mean something, but some people don't see it that way. Who are those people? Well, that's insignificant. You need to worry about what your next move is. What's the end goal? I want a better America. We all want a better America. Only an idiot would argue against that. What is all this really about? It's about making decisions for those who have proven time and time again that they cannot make the correct decisions for themselves. So you would be making the decisions for them? I would be giving them an opportunity to prove me wrong, to make a better choice. Well, sounds like manipulation. Some may see it that way. And if they do? There are contingencies in place. What are you planning, Lewis? You're aware of Article 2 of the Constitution. I know the Constitution, but what does that... In certain interpretations, Article 2 vests the power of the executive branch in the president. You can't mean... Not just some of the power, all of it. In theory, the president controls the entirety of the executive branch. The unitary executive. It'll never work. People have tried. It always backfires. <laughs> I'm smarter than you give me credit for, Turner. The Constitution is my bread and butter. But what would it achieve? A unitary executive has more power than Congress. If I don't care for someone, they're like a chess piece. I can just remove them from the board altogether. That would scare a lot of people. It would. Is that what you want? To rule by fear? Fear is for dictators. It sounds like that's what you want. Total control. 
I just want a chance to see this through. It would change the course of our nation's history. Some people said that about the Civil War. And it did change history. Not without sacrifice. True Americans wouldn't mind some sacrifice if it was for the greater good. And who decides what the greater good is? The person with the vision and the power. Some aren't going to fall in line so easily. There are plenty of ways to handle dissidents. Let's hope you're right about that. I believe that I am. Don't confuse arrogance for confidence, Lewis. There's a fine line. Well, thank you for your time, Mr. President. I believe I can see myself out. I need something from you, Turner. What's that? Get them on my side. Who? Whoever it is that disagrees with me. Since you know who they are, I'm sure you can convince them to see things my way. I don't... Don't play dumb, Turner. It's not a good look for you. It would be a tough sell. Do what you can. Their support could be crucial moving forward. I'll try my best, but these people can be tough nuts to crack. Do your best, Mr. President. And if you're unable to convince them, I have ways to handle those who don't see the value in our new America. Echo Protocol initiated.